Dennis, they released a bunch of um, like trailers and announcement stuff for Starfield, the new Bethesda yes. game, in the last week or so. And I couldn't be more indifferent about it, which is... That's... I mean, you and I... I, I you especially, but I would say you yeah, and I man. both are pretty rusted on Bethesda adoring no, fans. No, no, I was actually talking to some other friends, talking to Hugh and John about this, my mates. And I was saying how, for me, Bethesda used to basically be the equivalent of Kojima for you. Like, yep. Bethesda presents, doesn't matter what, I'll buy it, right? Like, this is this goes back to Morrowind, you know? Um, uh, so, through all the Elder Scrolls games, the Fallout games up until... Well, I say all the Fallout games, there's only three of them, I guess. And all the Elder Scrolls games, there's only three of them as well. There's so also maybe only really, there's, only, there's only really two of the Fallout... Are you counting 76 or are you counting New Vegas? Because New Vegas isn't Bethesda anyway, it's on, just on their engine. Oh, true. No, that was made by Obsidian? Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, I guess I am counting New Vegas as well as three and four. Anyway, point is, they're franchises. I was like, if Bethesda's making it or they're involved in it, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll get stuck in for sure. But right. it, like, I loved, I loved Skyrim to the point that, like, even before it came out, I was so excited about. It. I took time off work for it. You know, like Dude, I said to my boss, I can't. I'm, I'm busy. I was the and- same, but. It's t- that game came out twelve years ago now. Yeah, they gotta stop cashing those checks. At some point. <laughs> no, no, those che- you can play it on your smart fridge now, mate. Play it in your Alexa. Um, but yeah, with Starfield, like I went into it being sort of thing because it's you know it's a, a publisher or a, a game studio, or whatever that I really like or really like do Bethesda, and it's a setting that I love as well. Starfield, was yeah. like sci fi, space, you know, science fiction. And then hearing what I did about it, the idea that you could seamlessly get in your spaceship, fly into the sky, and but then I watched the, I watched the um, gameplay trailer, which was very light on gameplay, might I add. Didn't have a lot of gameplay mm, in the gameplay trailer, mm. and I was just like, "This is, this is just Skyrim slash Fallout Four in space." And twelve years is a lot of time to be making the same game again. It's not just that. I just and we talked about this before. Hang on, hang on. No, stop, stop. Let me back it up. No, I can't say that because later on, if we if I, if I bring up Tears of the Kingdom, you'll uh-huh. be all over me. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I take it back. Listen, innovation is important, but uh-huh. oh man, no, I can't just dig my grave. I'll let you go. Go ahead. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Well, find look, a, Breath of Breath of Wild came out a lot more recent. Came a lot more recent in Skyrim. Did let's be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I. And this is part of the problem that I have with games like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. I just I don't know if it's an attention span thing. Mm. I don't know if it's a it's a it's just an age thing. <coughs> Excuse me. But it's not even just me being like, who's got the time? That's definitely an element of that. It's more I really want to play a game that just has an end. And I'm like, I it is over. Credits have rolled. I am putting it down. Mm. And I I, I I don't know why. It's, it doesn't feel right, but like when I'm watching like a TV series, like I say, like Succession ended recently, or if I even am watching a movie and I'm like seventy percent of the way through the movie, I'm like, ooh, I'm excited for this to end. Not to that I like, up. I'm desperate. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not desperate for it to be over. Those mm-hmm. aren't the same thing. I'm not bored of it. I'm just like, ooh, I'm excited for this to be concluded and to get closure on it. And that's just so different to the way I was back when Skyrim came out, when I was like, time to explore every inch of this poorly populated map. Let's go! Like, and that was all day long. I think there's a difference in what we're looking for in terms of not just gameplay, but also the narrative, like the storytelling of a game. An open world game necessarily has to have a plot that isn't hugely impactful, right? An open world game can take one of two routes with its conclusion and neither are ideal. 
Number one is that you beat the last boss, the credits roll, and then it just throws you back into the game world after the final boss battle has happened, and it you just keep playing. And if yeah, that's the, the case, uh, then the uh, final so oblivion boss, gates are still open for some reason. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, even if even if they're not right, like even if it's in a game where it, it just means that the the final boss or the final conclusion of the story can't actually have that much impact on the world, right? Because you keep mm-hmm. playing in essentially what is the same world as 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 before the final boss battle, or the game chucks you back in before the final boss battle takes place, in which case you don't really ever get that sense of closure because it's like, oh, I saw the credits roll, I fought the final boss, but I'm actually still playing. It's kind of like going back and re-watching the last 10 minutes of the film over and over and over again. You don't actually get it yeah. concluded. And you have to pick one of those two things in an open world game. You have to pick one of those two things in any game that doesn't just finish when the credits roll, which is you mentioned, you mentioned most stakes. open world games. Which is funny. So, like, some video games, like, Fallen New Vegas, for example, using Bethesda Games, for example, it's a very personal journey. You're trying to get the chip. But then it kind of isn't at the end. But anyway, mm. um, Oblivion's the worst example of that, though. Because, like, the Emperor dies in front of you in the first three minutes of the game. Mm. And then it's like, all right, you need to save the dimension we live in. Mm. You, champion of Kavach, hero Kavach, need to save the, the, the universe. Yes. No rush, though. If you want to, like you know, go to college, to become, that's yeah, fine. If you want to become the, the grey fox, if you want to become a master thief, you know. If you want to get a degree in magic, that's no, that's cool. That's all right. Don't that's, worry about that's, it. All, that's fine also. Oh, you wanted to go into some mercenary work before you save the... the, the, the oh, that's... We've got time for that. That's okay. Sucked into a painting? That's all right. No problem. It's <laughs> okay. Oh, you want to love- go to the, the realm of the Mad Lord Sheogorath for no real reason other than you can. All right, cool, cool, cool. I've seen a bit that where uh, Brandon Lee Mulligan, those of you who aren't familiar, uh, would recommend. He's a very popular dungeon master and also does a game changer and stuff. He talks okay. about how um, video games and RPGs frustrate him a lot because of the way you level up. He's like, if you're going to use like combat as the only way to get experience in like, your D&D game or your video game, every wizarding college should be like, welcome students. Put away those books. You don't need those. We're going mm. to beat the snot out of goblins eight hours a day yeah. until you're arcane masters of the realm. It's yeah. fine. Put down the wands. Actually, no, hold on to the wands, but use them as rudimentary clubs because that's all you'll need yeah. them for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I but, agree with you. Like, I just thought that I feel like... I, when I was younger, I was so much more open to that sense of immersion and wonder mm. and being like, getting ah, lost in a game. Yeah. And when you say exactly. younger, I like, for me, that was like when I was 25, not like when I was a, I mean, when I was a kid as well, but like when I, you know, even within the last, I'd say I've lost, the, the point that I always identify as having lost it was in 2019, 2020, 2019, Man, when I played I am never Horizon, surpri- Horizon Zero Dawn for the first time. Ah, I did the same thing, and I got two hours into this game, and I was like, I'm going to stop playing this now. <laughs> I finished it, but it was a slog. It was the first game where I actively decided I'm going to ignore these side quests. I'm actually not going to do them because I just want this game to be over. And that is a game with a very strong narrative element. Like, it's a, it's a game that has a strong and compelling overarching story. But I just wanted, it- I, as you say, I just wanted it to be over. Not, not that I was desperate for it to end because it was bad but just because i wanted to get to the conclusion of the story and see how things wrapped up and resolved you know but that's what happens then though is if the story is good the other stuff is just like annoying distractions exactly that's such a good way to put it all of the side quests quests were just it just felt like it was it was padding you know filling time another settlement needs your help forget it i didn't even do that i didn't even like i couldn't and and i mean also fallout 4 is not very well written so i never i never finished fallout 4 never finished it every time i got to the underworld bit i was just like i i'm so uninvested in this i can't keep going anyway 
I don't know, man. It sucks. Like I know we sound like a pair of old men yelling at clouds, but it's not so much. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's, it's about embracing other genres. Like one of my favorite video games that I played recently is Disco Elysium, which is just a novel. It's just, a, it's just a I hated novel. that game. And it's I, interesting because it, it, I loved it, and it was one of those. It, I savored it because every every minute I spent in the game was another minute that I would never be able to relive. It's one of those games that you only get to play. Well, every single game is the sort of game you only get to play for the first time once. But you, you take my meaning. It was one of those games that yeah, I knew especially, I wasn't going to. Yeah. Special, rather. That. But it was a game with the beginning, middle, and end. It was chosen. It didn't feel like that. It was chosen for a for a video game book club in the video game <laughs> book club that I'm in. And I what started did you feel like for you a, begin, a video game with the beginning and then a lot of middle. The beginning and then a frantic googling of the PlayStation Store um, refund policy. <laughs> I see. Okay, that was the yeah. second act for me. I, I, I just I, I will I, say that was the, I, that was my experience with it the first time. It was on sale ages ago when it first came out. Or what the first sale on Steam I was like, yep, I'll get it. Everyone says it's amazing. Played it. Oh, this is unplayable trash. Got the final cut, the better version, and it's one of my all-timers. It's, it's, Dennis, it's one of the 14 games on my top five games of all time. <laughs> Dude, I, I booted it up, and it's, it's very heady, and it takes mm. itself very, like, I don't know if I want to say it takes itself very seriously. That's not necessarily quite true. Um, like, you have, like, right in the opening of the game, you have, like, a existential debate with your internal monologue, like, in, yes. right at the game. Um, that wasn't so much what bothered me. What bothered me is something that you get in a lot of video games now was the overly, it was just so crunchy. It was like, well, if you do this, you'll get a 0.2 percentage increased chance on getting these kinds of roles. And I was like, oof, I do not. And Disco Elysium was not too guilty of this. Mm. You get it way more when you look at like games, even games like God of War or especially games like Destiny, right? Mm, where you look, yeah. this you gun just get lost gives in the you point two percent reload chance, but mm, yeah. it gives you minus two percent vertical recoil. But yeah. and I'm like, I cannot possibly be expected to compare. Tell me if gun is better, yeah. gun A is better than gun B, please. Exactly. Yeah. Where were the days <laughs> where you could hold the left trigger and it would compare the two items in your inventory, and then you pick the one that's green? Exactly. But Dennis, oh. listen. Let's let's flip the script here, and let's talk about yeah. things that we do like right because i like we consider and talk about how starfield I, I don't know why but starfield just looks like the sort of game that i'm going to be disappointed by the other thing is this, oh, i just said let's be one positive i'm just going to bring up another negative thing mm. my friend hugo mentioned that buying any game on day one now is just a, a massive massive risk i would um i would strongly advise against buying it on pc oh yeah yeah well i mean if 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 you at least if you buy it on Xbox, that's not the problem for me. Is it's not on PlayStation. I have to buy an Xbox if I want to play it, or yeah, massively, to, massively rehaul like my six hundred six hundred dollar exercise just to play it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and look, the Xbox experience probably isn't going to be perfect, but it will at least be consistent. Yeah, across you know, there's a lot more impetus for them to fix that if two million Xboxes don't run well, as opposed to your specific combination of drivers mm. and graphics cards doesn't work properly. Yeah, they've got a bit more leeway. And they go, like, oh, sorry, it must be your computer. Everyone else is running it fine, unless it's like Redfall or whatever, and no, no one's running it fine. But the, like, quite aside from all of that, it just doesn't excite me. And it makes me think, let's let's be more positive. What is it about video games now, right? As, as two people who have grown up with them, love them, and still, I mean, I still spend a lot of my time playing them. The, the things that I seem to look for now are I, I need them to either be uh, playable in small doses. That's why I so play some rogue, Legends, man. <laughs> roguelikes for me. Roguelikes of now, like Hades, obviously one of the old timers. Dead Cells. I love Dead Cells. Played Monster Train. 
Uh, going under was one that I had some fun with for a while. Um, it, my my focus has really shifted to games like that. And then, of course, obviously, you know, just going back and playing Morrowind has also been really good. But, you know, like Marvel Snap as well, that was a game I had fun with for a long time because it was um, it was short, you know. You didn't digestible, have to, right? Yeah. It's digest, digestible, exactly. Fast and Light, another one I really liked. Uh, Risk of Rain. I love FTL, yeah. But then what happens, like, on the opposite side of the spectrum, I know you want to be positive, but, like, you pick up a game you haven't played in a week, like Morrowind, and you're like, why am I here? What was I yeah. doing? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> So what's happening? Well, what is happening to us? Is it is it because we're getting older? Are, are our tastes evolving? Are they devolving? I, I don't think they're devolving necessarily. I think it's lateral at worst. And I think it's just, I mean, what's very telling for me is the game that I'm most excited for in the near future mm. is um, Snake Eater, a remake of the game I played 20 years ago. But that's but that's fine. That's you cashing in on an experience you know you've already had, one that you know, like, that's like when Meg and I sit down to like watch a film and we will always gravitate back to because it's like oh we could risk this film that's got like you know 6.8 on imdb mm. and it looks kind of okay or we could go back to you know 21 jump street we know we're gonna have a good time watching that you know how many times have you watched 21 jump street a lot we, we, we've watched how many, how many how many times that probably like four or five together have you seen 22 jump street <laughs> Oh yeah, dude! I love that. I wish that at the end of twenty one, at the end of twenty two Jump Street, they do all these like joke trailers for twenty three, twenty four, thirty more movies. I wish they'd make those films, man. I want to see those boys in Chef School. Let's go! Come on. (laughs) I understand though. Like you're looking for. I mean, I think it's a function of being busier as an adult, meaning Mm. you want a richer, more discreet, more tailored experience when you have your free time. And you want more bang for your around. buck and not buck, yeah. buck, buck in a temporal sense rather than a... Yeah, this the opposite is, it, is true from a bank sense. in yeah. the day, we wanted bang for buck. You wanted to spend the money on a video game and get 120 hours out of it. Yeah. Now, like, you like, want to spend the money the, on a game and trailer. enjoy those hours. You're looking for depth. In the Starfield trailer, they're like, oh, you know, there's all these... You know, he does the whole thing with like, oh, you see that mountain there? You can climb it. He's like, you see that moon? You can go to it. I'm like, I don't want to go to that moon, man. I bet there's nothing on it. Yeah, like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there at all. <laughs> whereas before, you'd be like, ooh, I can't wait to dig through every corner of this thing. And I don't know hmm. what I was avoiding as a teenager. What was I... What was I... I was burrowing into this virtual world. What was I running from? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Boredom, I guess. I think it's just we had more time. We had more time and less to do. and Or that's what it felt like, at least. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I, I would love to be able to... But then the thing is, some stuff comes along and just bypasses all of these rules. Tears of the Kingdom, it is just an open world game without... I mean, I, I'm sure I haven't got there yet. It, it, I assume it has an ending. But it is one of those open world games with 10,000 billion different things to do. And I'm just there taking my time, slogging through it all, enjoying every moment. And for some reason, it just bypasses all of these rules we've talked about. I mean, I'm the same with Kojima games, right? I love a 12-hour game, and then you get on Death Stranding, and it's 70 hours, and I'm like, give it to me. But like, but that's that's a little bit of me leaning into the meme as well. Yeah. In reality, I was pretty bored for a lot of that game, and I was like, let's go. Come on. To the ending, please. So what are the rules? What are the rules? What makes us bypass the 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 things that hold us back from playing? I still haven't played the Horizon Zero, Horizon Forbidden West I've played the sequel because I look at that and I'm like, oh, that. I look at that and I'm like, oh, that is a task. You know, I'll get it done. Yeah. I'll get it done eventually. I don't. I don't know what bypasses. I think it has to. I mean, for me, obviously, nostalgia hits. You know, yes, I'll do the same yes, with Snake yes. Eater. I'll do my Metal Gear Solid pilgrimage when those games come out. Mm-hmm. And Death Stranding is just trying to, you know, clutch at that again. It's no different. But 
I mean, I like it's just having a discrete experience. Like if I play mm. a game of league, it's thirty two minutes or whatever, it's done. Mm. It went well, it went poorly, whatever. It is over. I feel like I'm I feel like video games now lack endings, and that was something I didn't used to care about, and now I really do. And, and well, yeah, endings in two senses, right? Like either endings like the ending you get at the end of Disco Elysium where it like finishes and that's it. Or Dennis, your favorite game, one of your games of all time, of course, Deathloop. At the end of Deathloop, the, the credits roll and that's it. Does it Or I? you're playing instanced games for one of a better yes. term, whether that's a roguelike, whether that's um, Civilization, you know, Civilization, a game that just when you, you play a game of Civilization and it has an end. Oh, well, uh, I mean, also, actually, also that's like interesting because I love City Skylines and Anno and Civilization, and I almost never get to the end screen of those games. I mean, City Skylines and Anno but just those don't, games have, don't have a But those games don't have a start in that sense. Like, they don't have, there's no narrative. Yeah. yeah. Those games, do you know what those games are a lot like? Knitting. Yeah. I, it kind of makes me feel like, yeah, playing, like playing Lego. You're just, you're just building something that's fun to put together. Satisfactory was the same for me as well. But you know what, is, what I'll, I'll do with those games as well? Like, with Satisfactory, um, I found the, the biggest issue I was having with that is because you, you get to a point where you unlock stuff like a jetpack and hover boots and all these other mm-hmm, things that make mm-hmm. traverse. I just installed a mod that let you fly from from the first like from first the first minute because I was like I don't want to spend all this time unlocking a way to walk faster. Same when I played played Morrowind and Pokemon, all these other games that I played, I, I installed with the bike, yeah. Either mods, no, 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 like I, I'll, either mods on Morrowind or my uncle who works at Nintendo has a special, um, a special kind of DS where you What's can his press name? a button. Is it and Edward Mulator, is it? Is that his name? His, his name is Dolphin Dolphin Mu. Oh, very um, good. <laughs> I use Dolphin Mu. What did I use? I don't know. You put it on your phone. Anyway, um, just to get, just to come on. I don't have all the, I, I don't have all the time but in the world. I don't game, have the time like, that I used to. Here's the thing, though. Some game like. I keep coming back to it because you mentioned traversal mm. with Death Stranding. That's the point of it. The suffering is part of the journey. So why do you buy into that bullshit when it suits you? Just because Kojima's name is on it? Correct. Yeah, right. 100%. Well, same, with, same with me with Zelda. I guess. Same like, with you know, I, mean, <laughs> I go to my, I go back and play Morrowind, and I'm swinging a sword at a cliff racer and not hitting it ever, any single time. Like a oh, game of every year, they've done it again. How do they do it? <laughs> they've done it again. <laughs> well, especially, especially with Skyrim, they've done it again. How do they do it again? How many times I bought that game? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh man, I don't know. Skyrim has not ascended to the same level that something like Morrowind or even Oblivion did. Maybe it's because they did it to death. Maybe because they didn't let it remain special. You didn't have, you because, no chance to miss it, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, I don't go back to Skyrim and think like, oh man, I used to love this game. I look, I go, I look at Skyrim like, yep, still there, still going. I'm not, yeah, I'm not interested in, in playing it again, man. I don't know. Anyway, video games, huh? Can't live without them. <laughs> Riley, I want to talk to you about a small mercy that has been afforded to people of our specific age group. And you might actually have been in the risk zone for this, being a little bit older than me, right? Oh, okay. So I was going to I was going to guess that this was something that kids these days are having to grapple with, but it's the opposite. We dodged it because we were we we were Correct. late enough. All right, all right, all right. I am forever grateful that I got most of my stupidest years out of the way. Yeah. Before I had a 4K camera on my phone and the ability to post things on the internet from anywhere in the world. No, that is exactly what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. yeah. So 
why am I at more risk of this? What? Sorry, you're, less you're, risk you're, you're, sorry, you, sorry, you went, sorry. I, I, I flew closer to the sun than you did. I mean, it was yeah, a narrower sure. miss I, for me. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were about to say something like, I am so glad we grew up in a world where left-handed kids were able to be left-handed at school because like my dad used to have, you know, his teacher used to make him sit oh, on no, his left hand, way. right? Way or like just way. whack it with a ruler whenever he tried to use it to write. I, I tell that to kids... Um, at school, when I when I go and work at school, right? I, I tell that to kids as a way to help them understand why it's important to show respect to, for instance, gay people, mm. right? Because it's something months. that there is a lot of internalized bigotry and that sort of stuff that kids bring to school, not even realizing it, right? Sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, all sorts of stuff comes to these. Like these little eight-year-olds, they've got no idea why it's in their head, but they just, they just pick it up. They pick so it up there from must somewhere. Have- I assume there was in the past a level of like in, intra-child bigotry, intra-child bigotry and like um, discrimination to like weird left-handed kids, but probably for, I would imagine so. Now, I mean, any any difference is enough for a exactly, kid to, yeah, yeah. Um, but now is it is it is it self-evident to them that well, obviously you should let people who are left-handed left-handedly that it would be crazy not to. Yes, exactly, and it's it's using because the thing is to a kid like there's no real there's no when when you look at something like. A point of difference between one person and another. Everything is just as weird as everything else when you're a kid, right? Right. You have no frame of yeah. There's no context. You've no frame of reference. Exactly. So someone wanting to smooch boys instead of smooching girls, or smooch girls instead of smooching boys, that is just as inexplicable to them as someone being left-handed or not, right? And it's an interesting parallel to draw. You can say to them, "Well, like you know, would you make fun of blah 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 for for having for being left-handed?" And they go, no, even though I know that you would because you're a little shit and you'd make fun of any, yeah, anyone for like, any reason. Yes. Don't don't pretend. <laughs> yeah, yes, I would. I like, well, in that case, go and be as homophobic as you like. Go and be as bigoted as you like. No. Now, but you um, make fun of Martin for being left-handed? Martin's left-handed. They run over and kick him in the shin. <laughs> <laughs> they run over and just smash his left hand with a hammer. No. Um, so, but we're not going that direction. We're not talking about how lucky. So, no. we, Dennis, we're really in that Goldilocks zone. Right? We are. Born, so I, I, mean, I mean, I did, I did plenty of stupid stuff because, like, stupid stuff, especially for boys. I'm not sure if it's the same for teenage girls, but especially for boys. Yeah, is in my that experience 13, as an educator is boys seem to be a lot stupider than girls when they're young. Yes, but especially when you're 13, 14, 15, right? Oh, I can't speak when to that. Have, That's a very, very, when, very real. I mean, it's very, very real reason I didn't become a, a high school teacher. Yeah, but you do crazy stuff like burn your friend's bike, you know? <laughs> like, oh, just... well, who would do that, Dennis? Who would but do that? But nowadays, that bike yeah. burning will be live streamed on Instagram. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's a and, pr- and quite proudly as well. Very proudly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was in a movie theater the other day, Riley, and yeah. uh, Nikki and I went to see uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Very fun film, would recommend. I'm looking forward to seeing it as well, dude. I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. And there were these, this group of teenage boys at the back, and that's mm-hmm. the target demo for the movie. That's okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um and towards the end of the film they started doing something that is just one of the worst tiktok trends i could imagine okay where you film yourself in a public space um screaming at the top of your lungs in a distressed voice help me help me help me Oh, is that why? The, okay, this happened very recently. Yeah, uh, out, outside my house, there were a bunch of kids walking down the street, and one of them was screaming like that. And I was like, "Oh my goodness, that sounds very serious." Of course. So I yeah. went, I went to have a look, and there were a bunch of people filming this person doing that and yeah. laughing. And I was like, "I don't think this person is in that much distress." That's exactly it. It is yeah. the fire in a crowded theater of TikTok trends. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Nobody did anything, and then yeah. then they start. Then when that didn't 
get any of the response they were hoping for. They started yelling "penis," a game that you you, mu- you must. Well, Dennis, look who among, who amongst us cannot who amongst us can be can claim to be innocent of of that abs- oh that side splitting hilarity. My goodness. And well, hey, look, when you're at the back of a class and you're a teenage boy and you're yelling rude words progressively louder to see who wins this like war of escalation you started, that's some premium formative memories. I'm not. Yeah. I'm sure it's a headache for your your colleagues, Riley, but it's you know it's 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 a part of growing up. But you know what that isn't? When I was mm. a kid, that is not documented on the internet for everyone yeah. to see. Yeah, you can accuse me of it, Dennis, but you got no proof apart from my verbal confession just now that I admitted that I did. But apart from that, you'll never put me away for it. I also, I mean. It's funny for me and you, of all people, to be like, oh, documenting everything you do and putting it on the internet as we record multiple podcasts a week, dro- mm. droning on about ourselves, yeah, thrown yeah. into the ether. No, but Dennis, but, for us, it's different. Well, this is a big resistance. You had resistance to this. Because obviously, we used to have a podcast about Magic the Gathering, which ostensibly yes. had a purpose, right? Like, that that was about a thing. It was about something and, and uh, like, people... The merits of that thing could, are neither here nor there. It was, But it was about a thing, yes. But it had a, it, it had a purpose that you could put on paper. But, whereas... I wanted to keep making a podcast after that one wrapped up because I like recording podcasts with you. And you were like, I don't want to be just two more white guys with their pod- own podcast. And I was like, well, that's a, we that's a fair a enough. Third later. Yeah. yeah, but, but that was a, a, th- a fair enough objection. But then I was like, let's just do one, man. We'll just do one. And if you don't like it, if people don't listen, we'll pull it and we don't have to do it again. And then we did it and it was fun. And this, I think this podcast for more than anything else for, for, for me is one, well, there's a couple of things. First of all, it's a way that we are forced to keep staying in touch with each other which is a difficult thing to do when we live in opposite hemispheres both both um longitudinal and longitudinal and lat- latitudinal yeah if you're hemispheres. diagonal from me yeah exactly right tunnel through the end of the tunnel through the earth type shit right um and the other thing is this is something of a journal as well yeah it is 100 percent and in 30 years time maybe i'll be interested to go back and learn about and just remember the time that like i didn't want to buy starfield that's going to be a real core memory for me you know <laughs> i hope 30 year old dennis now is better at presenting himself because man i still get those notifications on you know oh 11 years ago you said this on facebook and i'm like what yeah. and it's that meme from the batman of the penguin be like why are you showing me this come on i don't need to see this <laughs> what are you it's awful and I'm not like laying out horrific slurs or anything. It's just embarrassing. No, it's just embarrassing. Just embarrassing. And I had yeah, yeah. so, and there's still so much of it. And I and I had so much less capacity to record myself and capture my every waking moment and thought and post it for the world to see than kids do nowadays. And I think, I think being embarrassing and cringy and rebellious and a little bit of a dickhead mm. is an important part of oh, growing really? up. Yeah, and you should, yeah, yeah. and you should be allowed to do that in semi-private. <laughs> But the, the the issue here, so the, the, there are two things I want to get into. We'll, we'll come back to the teenage thing. One thing I really have a big problem with is parents recording and sharing B- mm. big moments. Fine, right? Put up a picture of your kid having their birthday. Great. Big moment, whatever. But it's stuff like, oh, here is a video of my kid doing this very normal thing. Now it's online and everyone can see it. And the kid will grow up and have to deal with that being the way potentially the world sees them. Oh, don't be it's so silly, so overblown. There are kids who have like suffered mightily because their parents took a funny video of them, put them online and they blew up on YouTube and 200 million views and they can't get away from that anymore. And I think that's mm. so wrong because these kids, are, they never opt in to this entire thing. And we're going to have a generation of children that grow up with their 
I mean, this sounds a bit hyperbolic, I guess, but with their entire lives on the internet without them ever having consented to that. Do you, you're the kids you teach are probably a little bit too young, but do you ever get kids who find your podcast or your, your Twitter or whatever? Hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure it'll happen eventually. I felt, I felt your voice get a little bit cagey there to talk about it here, but that's backwards, right? You should not be talking, talking about it here is whatever, talking about it in class is the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like it, it's, I mean, the kids that I mainly teach, you know, they're, they're too young to sort of, but, but, you know, I guess once they get to sort of 12, 11, 12, they're old enough to Google their teacher's name out of, well. out of boredom yeah. and, and, and see what happens. I don't know. Maybe I should be thanking that, that football from, footballer from South Australia for, you know, hogging most of the Google results. But anyway, the other thing I want to talk about here is the volunteer, because I said, you know, obviously when you're eight and your parents video you when you're high after coming away from the dentist and putting it online, like, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. But when you're 16, you are opting into this and you don't have the judgment required to realize, hmm, exactly. I probably shouldn't film myself setting this thing on fire, you know? Yeah. And not, not even just shameless setting this thing on fire, like posting like um, overly oversharing emotional stuff after having gone through a breakup yeah. or venting and arguing with people online or bullying people. Like, yeah. and you have a tool, you have a thing you can hold in your hand to communicate with everybody across the globe instantaneously and a half-developed brain with which to manage it. And that's a disaster. So what, what did you do? What did you do? What did you or your friends do that if you had had a phone <clears throat> at the time, you would be trying to scrub the internet of the videos? Um, burned a bike was not a good yeah, one. Yeah, burned a bike. Well, I openly admitted that. Mean, mean I, I, I was going to say that some friends basically most of my year level uh broke into our school one time um i remember two girls in my year broke into our school after hours because they'd use the bathroom one time when they were drunk yeah no we just broke into school just for the hell of it we just yeah it was great <laughs> cops chased us we lit some flares as well and i i, we I think you told me about this you you, you, were, you were the getaway driver weren't you I think you told me about this i was a getaway driver that's right <laughs> i was a, no 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 sorry this was that was a sorry different time you broke mine. into school no, no, that was a friend of mine who was the getaway driver because, and he's still not sure what the statute of limitations on that sort of thing is. It's just uh-huh, a uh-huh. just a funny story that we tell among friends. No, so um, you're an accessory to the crime. Okay, that's fine. Cool. No, I was not even. I wasn't even there. You know, I, I, I I'm just telling the story about how I broke it because I want to sound cool. I was at home, like, you know, mm-hmm. playing Knights of the Old Republic two, yeah, <laughs> studying yeah, yeah. for my exams the next day. <laughs> that's what I was doing. Dan. I wasn't. I love I the idea that you otherwise. live in like some sort of like totalitarian police state, and as you say, you hit dun, 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 dun on the door. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. I learned a phrase. I, I, <clears throat> I learned a phrase that um I think you'll appreciate. Mm. I know what a dunny is now. Oh, you know what a dunny is? I do know what a dunny Did is. Did you not know what a dunny was before today? I never heard the phrase dunny. I never heard you use the phrase dunny either. All the years that we've spent together, Dennis, and I've never described something to, to you as a dunny. No, I mean, it, was a, it, was a, it was a TikTok of someone being like, can you, can you, you know, decipher this inscrutable Australian slang? And they're like, what's a dunny? And they're like, uh. But I was like, it's a bathroom, mate. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a toilet. Exactly right. Yeah, it's where you'd go and uh, bust a grumpy, as you and I say. But that that I'm, that I'm familiar with. That's where you're going for, for sure. Murder a brown snake, mate. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, that, is that that is that even a euphemism in Australia? We talked about snakes the other week. Is that possible? Oh, you wouldn't want to murder a brown snake. They're like the deadliest. They're like the deadliest land snake, I think, or one of at least. Anyway, you wouldn't want to murder. I hate it. the phrase land snake, and I know it's because there's like river and sea snakes, but it does imply <laughs> the existence of sky snakes, which I'm not a sky fan snakes of. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're land snakes, river snakes, snake snakes, as you said, and then and, the fire uh, snakes attack. <laughs> 
Anyway, what else do you do? Come on, you're not you're not getting away with just the bike thing. What else? I mean, we followed my friend on a date and cut newspaper holes in the newspaper. Um, countless just fist fights that I'm sure would be on YouTube. You know, but no, like something embarrassing, something that you wouldn't. You know, you're not. It's not. You're not worried about getting cancelled. Something that you just. You would have filmed it had you had the opportunity. I'm not talking about doing burnouts on the Oval, which is, of course, something I never, never did mm-hmm, at any mm-hmm. point. Always very safe and responsible, my old Ford Falcon. Oh, oh, Andy and I used to make um, Harry Potter parody videos using his sister's Bratz dolls. Yeah, now, the, 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 yes, now this is this is what we're talking. This, that's it. This is now. Let's get into this. Let's get into this, dude. All right, talk me through this. Talk me through these these videos. How did they come about? So Andy had a bunch of doll like wrestlers, and his sister had a bunch of Bratz dolls, which are just like Barbies, basically. Yeah. And we used to film little videos, like little movies with them, right? Yeah. On his on like a video camera he had, and a lot of kids go through this sort of like filmmaker phase because someone's Uh parents have a video camera. But thankfully, our filmmaker phase is committed to magnetic tape. That we would record yeah. over and over and over again, like in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It was always the same tape, so you get a couple frames of the previous movie <laughs> at the start, and a little couple frames at the end, you know? Yeah. Um, but if it was nowadays, we would have done it on our phones, and it yeah, would be on the internet, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And you've also, even that last one that taped over all the rest of them, you've got, you know, it's just the physical degradation of the uh, of the magnetic tape oh, to, to save There's you. Oh, that's no way. It's moldy and, got and destroyed. There's exactly. No so, so, so that's what I'm saying. In a thousand years' time, they're not going to find this... this uh, this cinema that you 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 and your your fellow auteur uh, was it? No, it did you say it was Daniel? It, it was Andy. Andy, yeah, that you two created. Be like, ah, this is the basis of all of our understanding of human civilization. A thousand of years ago, of us smacking this tri- yeah. Triple H into a brat star and getting into a car <laughs> and running over Albus Dumbledore. Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, when I say it, maybe this. I mean, Seth Green made a whole um, career out of this with Robot Chicken, so you know, who knows? Maybe it would have been fine, but. Maybe yeah. Well, who knows? You could, you might have been the next big thing. You might have been the next Seth Green. And could you imagine being the next Seth Green, Dennis? Can I? So speaking of Seth Green, hmm. this, I encountered something when I was in Iceland with Nikki and my parents. We went to a bar, right? Okay. Um, and it was a, a restaurant bar, so we went to have like dinner there, just like some burgers or whatever. Um, and it was a theme, a bar themed in the Big Lebowski. Great cool bar. Very Love hip, that. Weird Love stuff. That. They had a big wheel. I think I told you about this. Where you could spin to win beers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was sitting with my back to the wall, looking at my parents, Nikki's next to me, and behind them on the wall, the bar was projecting the entirety of Austin Powers 2. Love it. Start to finish. Really good. No audio. Subtitles no on. Very, yeah. very, 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 you know, helpful to them. And it was supremely distracting. Yeah. Because I would just be talking to my dad and I'm like, I'm watching this movie. It's like, you know, you see those videos of like, of like Instagram reels or TikToks where kids have like... You have the one video on top, and then to keep your attention going, you have someone cutting soap or, like, someone playing subway service on the bottom half. Yeah, or jumping from tree to tree in Minecraft or something like that, yeah. It was yeah. exactly that, except the bottom half was my father trying to tell me a story <laughs> about his childhood, and the top half was Seth Green was, arguing was, with was, Mike Myers. Yeah, or, or Heather Graham and, uh, and exactly. Mike Myers passing, yeah, yeah. Pulling, pulling on the, the shadow bit where they're pulling all the stuff out of his butt in the tent. Yeah, that was happening, like... Yeah. And that'll distract anyone. Know. That that level of comedy, Dennis. Yeah, I, I'm surprised you you Let remember you, anything else from it. The, from the watching other part it from that. with no audio, but with subtitles, seemed to hold up okay. Oh, Austin Powers. I, I will stand by Austin Powers, dude. Austin Powers. I think I think it really, really holds up. Right? There's uh, there's a scene in the first Austin Powers film, 1997, 1999. The Spy Who Shaved Me came out, right? Where Austin, who is basically a sex pest, right? Oh yeah, I, I know exactly what you're going to talk about. He 
turns down sleeping with the like the the equivalent of the Bond chick for that film, right? The Bond girl, mm-hmm. because she's too drunk. Yeah, he's like it wouldn't be right. He's like she's she's all over him, and she and he's going no 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 darling, you're drunk, you're drunk. I can't do it. You're drunk, right? And then he she's then she's like tell me about my mum, and then she's like okay, so he starts talking about and she'd been he'd been in love with her mum, and then she falls asleep and starts snoring. I'm like that's a very that's a really neat way to wrap up that scene rather than it being something you know, a classic '90s comedy where we look back and they go oh geez how did we how did we enjoy mm-hmm. these films ever mm-hmm. oh man yeah no the the films they they hold up they totally hold up. I, I would have loved to have seen your um you know teenage real-time reactions to the release of austin powers to the spy who shagged me posted mm. on youtube forever for us to see the pimple-faced right actually no you would have been you would have definitely had a youtube channel where you reviewed like albums oh dude no that would have come along like la- yeah oh that would have come along later man that would have come. Oh, I'm like we're talking about people hear doing you. stupid things when they're teenagers, <laughs> assuming that you we mean between the ages of thirteen and sixteen. No, where I really dodged the bullet is that like vlogging wasn't a thing in two thousand and eight. Mm. Because if I if I had yeah, I would have been doing like my younger. little version of Pitchfork, right? Yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, the yeah. inaccessibility of the. Oh, dude, I'm. I dodged that bullet. I dodged that bullet. Holy I moly! I would pay. I. I mean, I would love. To phase into a reality where you were born two or three years earlier, and that was and that existed. Two or three years later, surely. Sorry, younger, yeah, later, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah two or three years earlier, it would have been even. Twenty six already. Hey guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would love oh, to see man. one of these pitchfork reviews. Well, I'm glad that we dodged those bullets, Dennis. And as I say, I'm glad we I'm glad we were born into that uh, into that Goldilocks sign because a few you know born born a few years earlier, and we would have been and the snot beaten out of us being left handed. A few years later, and there would be videos of you burning bikes and videos of me doing well. You know, not that I ever did burnouts. Sitting on the quietly oval, at home while your friends sitting quietly while my friends lit flares and did burnouts on the oval. That's it, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The the download numbers show up all the same. So. Whatever, suckers. But if you did enjoy this show, please tell your friends about it. And uh, look, tell people that aren't your friends. Tell acquaintances and even your enemies. Again, the downloads show up all the same. Uh, and if you want to support the show, if you really like the show this much, you can uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash have a listen to this. You get access to uh, behind the scenes stuff, early, early access to episodes, all sorts of things. Uh, we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 